You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Clap, 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 clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. It's the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillio. 215-592-9494. Get you aboard. We'll get back to all your phone calls here. Are you beginning to question Rob Thompson? Hugh is. I am not. Still believe the top. We're going to the Phillies continue to struggle here. But let's go to the guest line here. We're joined by Elliot Shore Parks, of course, brought to you by Cozy Jewelers. Step up to the fifth seat. That's color, cut, clarity, carrot, and cozy. Elliot, how are we doing today? Elliot, what, what up? How you guys doing? Pretty good. Elliot, how you doing? Do you still feel as strong about the loss that the, the Sixers took to the Celtics now since they, you know, about on the verge of getting swept by the Miami <laughs> Heat? Uh, yeah, I still feel the same way about it. The Heat, I mean, the, the Celtics shot the ball poorly for three games against the Heat. Outside of that, they were one of the best teams in the regular season. They were one of the best teams in the playoffs up until the first, these three games against the Heat. And you saw last night when they shoot the ball well, they're they're considerably better than the Heat. So I'm not letting three games of poor shooting change my opinion that the Sixers lost to a really good Celtics team. So where are you on James Harden? Because, I, you know, Elliot, I think Harden becomes the pivot point to the offseason now, right? Like if he stays, yeah. they're going to try. Uh, if he goes, it's open to interpretation what, what they should do, a pause year, blow the whole thing up, all that kind of stuff. But, but Harden is kind of the first domino here. Where are you on the Harden uh, front, especially considering the market might uh, afford him a lot of money for the Sixers or somebody else? Yeah, so the first thing I'd say is I don't believe that Harden is going to get a max contract. I don't think Houston is going to pay him $200 million. So the, the money part of Harden, I think, is going to be less than people think. But regardless, it is probably going to be at least $35 million a year or something along those, those lines. I would pay James Harden that money. And the reason I would pay him is because the Sixers have a chance to win a title next year. And I'm not going to just let that chance walk out the door over figuring out what's going to happen in the third year of the contract. If you can get him on a three-year deal, that third year, he's a great trade asset. Next year, they'll have a chance to win a title. And you just hope that for year two, he, he holds up. But I think people are underestimating how good this team is. And so I'm not going to blow that up. Just let Harden walk out the door. So let me ask you this, because it feels like the last two weeks, a lot of us, a lot of people out there have, have kind of thrown the towel on the Sixers. Like the idea of them ever being a champion and, and kind of factoring in the way they look, the way they play in big spots, just like the town, I think, is kind of given up here. You haven't. Yeah. Why, why is that? Like, what about – what are you seeing differently than like, than I am? Because, like, I, I just don't yeah. think this group's going to win a title. Like, they're good, they're, they're, but every era has good NBA teams that just don't really get close to titles. Why do you th- – what are you seeing differently than maybe I am? eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? 
And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, so I was also really frustrated by the loss emotionally. Right? Like I, I was disappointed they lost. It was hard to watch. That game was really tough to get through. So I completely understand fans that are like, you know what, just get them out of my life. I can't deal with them. But I think what has happened for me that maybe differs from others is that emotion I felt in that moment caused me to take a step back and look at what they've done and where they're at before deciding if I can blow it up. And when you look at the last, we could do six years or three years, but if you look at the last three years, they have the third most wins in the NBA and they have the fifth most playoff wins. So I know that with this core, they have a chance to win a title and they have not broken through. Obviously we know that, but not many teams have. And I think this idea of designating them losers, well, then who are the winners? Right, Because Giannis won a title. I guess he's a winner. He got knocked out by an eight seed this year. Last year, Luka was a winner. Now he's not in the playoffs. Tatum was a winner after game seven of the Sixers. Then he was a loser for three games. And now he's a winner again. So I, I just I know one thing, and that's that the Sixers with this core and James Harden will have a chance next year. Will they break through? I don't know. But I don't think you can say that for many teams in the NBA. You know, speaking of, speaking of next year and what James Harden's demands are, how much you, do you think that Joel Embiid is going to buy into being the second fiddle if the new coach goes the route that James Harden wants him to go and makes him, you know, make the offense grow through him? Yeah, I don't think Joel will buy into that. I think that maybe in the offseason they can they – can, they'll obviously talk with him. And maybe at this point he says, you know what, I'll give it a try. And, you know, it's all good in the offseason. But as you know, Hugh, from being in a locker room, it's all good when, when you know, it's offseason, you're not playing games. If mm-hmm. this team were to get off to a slow start or Harden is back and he doesn't play well as the main option, Joel's not going to sit back and just say, okay, I'll continue to be second fiddle. So I would be worried about that. Um, yeah, I, I would be worried about the idea of going to a guard first offense, even if I think it might be the smart thing to do. I think as long as Joel is here, he is going to be the primary option. Elliot, what's your updated take on Nikola Jokic? Um, obviously, it was a big, it was like the biggest basketball discussion in town during the season yeah. was the MVP. And I do think they're two different things, right? Joel earned the MVP of the regular season. The playoffs, obviously, Jokic has, has taken over the sport here. What's your updated take on Nikola Jokic? Yeah, the biggest difference for me between Jokic and Embiid is Jamal Murray. That's it. If, if Embiid had Jamal Murray, he'd be a winner. He'd be the one in the conference finals he, or the finals now. He would be the one that had more playoff success. Jokic is not better at basketball than Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is a better player than Jokic. The difference is Jokic has afforded the opportunity to struggle. In game three against the Lakers, he had two points going into the fourth quarter. But Jamal Murray had 31 in the first, in the first half. Jamal Murray averaged 35 points in that series. He's averaged over 25 points five times for Jokic. Embiid has never had a, a teammate average 25 points. So is Jokic a top 10 player in the league? Of course. He's a talented guy. 
but he is not better than Joel. The only difference is he gets help that Joel has not got. But he also plays better in the playoffs. Like he's like individually, he played way better this postseason than Joel had did. Yes, this postseason, right? But was he a loser last year like Embiid when he got tossed from the game four when they got swept? Or when he had like 17 points in an elimination game against the Lakers? Or when Jamal Murray carried him to the conference finals in the bubble? Like, Jokic has had plenty of playoff failures as well. The difference is, this year, Jokic got a better a better performance from Murray than Embiid got from Harden overall. And Jokic has played well, and Embiid has not played as well this postseason. But that doesn't mean he's not a better basketball player. Why? The sample size is, is too small. But he is a better. Like, he was the best player What's on the he f- better at? Elliot, on, on, he was the best player on the floor in a series that had Kevin Durant and LeBron James, t- two of the yeah. top 15 players ever. Joel Embiid has never been the best player on the floor in a series that had another top star. So, Louis, let me ask you, though. What does that have to do with what we're talking about? What is Jokic better at than Joel Embiid? He's a better he's offensive a better player. Scorer. He's a better no, offensive player. No, yeah. he's not. Elliot. No, he's not. Who's better at scoring? Jokic is a better offensive no, player. You know it's Embiid. I can no. hear the hesitation. You know it's Embiid. And the most important part of offense Joel, is scoring. No, it's, no, no, it's yes, not. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You know, Elliot, Tracy McGrady scored a lot. Allen Iverson yeah, scored did. a lot. Scores don't win. Carl Melo They're Anthony scored a lot. Famers. <laughs> right, but the, but you you don't win by winning by scoring the basketball. You win by getting everyone involved. Like why don't okay, the, so, why, why doesn't the scoring champion win the title most years? I, well, first of all, I don't know if that's true. But even if it isn't, that's not what, what we're saying. Is yo, the most important part of playing offense, in my opinion, is scoring. You are right. Jokic is a better passer. Embiid averaged nine more points than Jokic did. Whenever the Nuggets need Jokic to be the primary scorer, they are not as good. You're right. He is a good passer. But what Embiid is asked to do on the Sixers is way tougher than what Jokic is asked. The to whole do. offense runs through. The, the whole team. offense runs through Nikola Jokic. And the whole offense runs through Embiid no, no, as J- well. Right? James Harden led the league in assists. It, it doesn't yeah, run through Embiid yeah. as much. Okay, like, and Jamal Murray averaged 35 points. Does that mean the offense didn't go through Jokic? In that series, obviously Murray had a great series. There's no question. Okay, well, you're you're the one that keeps highlighting these series is why he's a better player, right? You, you're highlighting these this stretch of games because this and is what matters. Like, the regular season doesn't matter to me in the NBA. It's just it doesn't matter. Like, it's how you play against the other great player in the league. And Joel shrinks, and 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 Jokic just elevated to a level the few players Jokic, ever have. But Jokic shrinks too. The difference is he's had a teammate that's carried him. There have been plenty of moments where Jokic has shrunk, and he's been bailed out by Jamal Murray. In this last round, he did not. He has been good this playoff series. But the point I'm making is you're labeling Joel, or I shouldn't say you are, but Joel is being discussed as if he's not a playoff performer and he's a loser, when in reality Jokic has had just as many poor moments. He just had better teammates around him. Yeah, I, I we obviously don't agree on this. I, I just think the Jokic and Embiid. Not, I right. just think the Jokic and Embiid thing is dead. I mean, it's just I, I don't think it's close. Like that that's the part that I I can't. As long as Embiid is the better player, it'll be close. And Jokic hasn't even achieved that much more. His playoff record is not as good as people make it out. Now he's in the finals. But, but prior to that, he I think was just above 500 in the playoffs. He'd been swept last year. He has not been some massive playoff performance. Yeah, they're about equally yoked when it comes to that though. Like as far as their performances in the playoffs. But but again, Joel, Joel has to have a playoff that Jokic just did. Like he just yeah, had a he playoff. Just had it. I agree. He, I mean, he just had a historic spot here. Yeah, All right, let, you're hoping that that hopefully next year that this Joel's turn. That's what you're hoping. for. Well, we do. I mean, obviously, and if the Sixers continue to go this route and and try to win with it, we all hope that is the case. All right, Ellie, let me let's get a feeling from you on the Phillies. Uh, they stink right now. Rob Thompson was the toast of the town last year. Uh, should we start questioning Topper? Yeah, what's interesting about the Phillies thing is 
the, again, I'll tie the Sixers and the Eagles into this, mm-hmm. too. The, the Sixers are being skewered, like, longer than I can ever remember, right? And they have been a significantly better team than the Phillies have over the last six years. The Phillies are what they are. They are a, a 500 baseball team that last year got hot in the playoffs, and it produced one of the most exciting playoff runs of my lifetime. They'll, they'll always have that. They'll always have those moments. That is probably – of the sample size of baseball since, let's say, since Bryce Harper got here to use this era of the team. They they have just not been that good. They're a 500 team. So this year, do I think Rob Thompson's a problem? I was never a huge uh, fan of his to begin with. I think giving him the job after last year was probably a bit of an overreaction. But ultimately, no, I don't think he's a massive problem. I think this team is just, they are what they are. They're a 500 team. They, they go cold at the plate. They make errors in the field. Their pitch is not that good. But they have a lot of offensive players that can carry them for a stretch. When you add that all up, I don't know what manager is going to change that. They're just like a 500 club. Well, we agree on that, Elliot. Always appreciate hopping on. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't blame Top for this. There's a lot of issues here. He's not one of them. Elliot, we will talk soon. Thank you. Have a good one. Yes,